for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Gus Wallen here. It was a topsy-turvy day of cricket on day one in Hobart. But in the Triple M commentary box, there was one massive talking point. So grab a Cooper's Mild Ale as it started with James Brayshaw, Mark Waugh and Greg Blewett. What stinks Tubby coming in on? Have we yeah, got the roster? Got the roster because I'm sure the boys are going to pick him apart. Did yep. you see the, the photo with oh, the... Oh, the Vespa. Oh, it's embarrassing. Oh, oh, oh. Mind you, the suspension on that has got to be working <laughs> over to oh, oh. Is that his new uh, scooter? His new yeah, scooter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I he's saw that. He's on the learners. <laughs> Look like he's a tourist in he... Bali on the <laughs> scooter there. Got the, got the full blacks the, on it. And the plastic visor <laughs> coming down from the helmet. Come on, Tub. We need to revisit the... Vespa that <laughs> Tubbs wasted his money on us. So Tubbs gone and got himself. It doesn't look like it is actually a Vespa. It's like a scooter of some description, white with black wheels. What? What for? An imitation Vespa. Yep, yep. But what's he and done that, it for? I don't know. Is he just a midlife, middle age crisis or something? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> midlife crisis. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Well, I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it. Well, he's got some explaining to do. Mm. Because that's embarrassing all of us. Isn't it, that photo? <laughs> I'm looking at the photo. So he's got, he's sent in a, to Triple M. We're on a WhatsApp group. Yep. So he's got the black helmet and then he's got the, the plastic visor yep. that goes yep. the full Tony length. Greg's like a COVID helmet. shield. Mm. Yep. With the dark glasses on underneath. Oh, no. And then he's got the, the black gloves on. Oh, no. And then he's got the, the weatherproof jacket. Yep. On with. Some blunnies. Some, yeah, black chinos and yep. brown blunnies. Yep. And what's the, is that a helmet, helmet box, box at the yep, end yep. of the... That's where you put your helmet on afterwards. So right. someone doesn't thump it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So where's he riding that? Like, he's in, where, where does he live, Journey? Suburban Sydney, uh, isn't he? Is he Gladesville or something like that? In, yep. Sort of, you know, not far away from the, the city. Not sure. So what's he need that for? Is there a local village he needs to sort of toodle into to get his groceries or something? I, I would not know, JB. You'll have to ask him. Well, we're going to get to the bottom Ask him what it's all about. Ian Healy had a Vespa. Yep, he did. And for a while. Yep. I don't know whether he's still got it. But I he didn't know he... what a Vespa was until you boys spoke about it. That's a brand <laughs> well, it's a very Vespa. scooter. It's a very un-Triple M way to get around. <laughs> Triple M, what, what, yeah, what do we rock with? Harley Davidson, or, or, yeah, or you're a yeah. Triumph, or you know, Beesa, or one of those big sort of bikes, mm. not a Vespa. But I think it was the first day that uh, Ian Healy had yep. the the Vespa, and he got a, a little note underneath the door that the um, courier had been, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't answer the door, so there, he had to go down to the post office and collect yep. whatever it was. So he thought, oh, I'll get on the yeah, get on the Vespa, and I'll slide yeah. down to the local post office. And he got down there, and he reckoned someone had sent him. A dozen bottles big, of wine. Big screen TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dozen bottles of wine. And he reckons he had to put it in the middle of the Vespa by his feet. And he was riding back oh. with the, old, the knees up oh. around the handlebars. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Come on, Heels. Not very practical either, the Vespas, obviously. <laughs> no. Nah. And that guts would have stopped a bit of storage. <laughs> you wouldn't get a lot of storage out the front with the Heels, though. <laughs> So, Tub's got a lot of explaining to do mm. for me. Unless it's Jude's. That, it could be, couldn't it? could be Jude's. <laughs> and he's just jumped on it to have a bit of a laugh with us. That's more likely. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> oh, and the little smirk he's got oh, on no. his face oh, no. in the photo. Well, it looks like Jude's helmet. But <laughs> <laughs> not big enough for Tub, that one. <laughs> he's squeeze he's his head filling into the helmet up, isn't he? <laughs> Nine, two and two, Australia's record at this ground.
Nine wins, two losses, two draws. The loss when New Zealand Ooh. beat us here once, didn't they? That was an ugly late game capitulation from the Aussies to lose, I reckon. Mm. Who else, June? Was it South Africa? Um, South Africa. Oh, South Africa. I was selected, didn't it? We, we, we just oh. put the broom through half the team after that loss. <laughs> that, that was a, a terrible loss. I think it was inside about three days, wasn't it? Put the broom through? Yeah, South Africa, that was a, a poor loss. Yeah, I was on the coaching staff. Oh. What happened? Mm. <laughs> oh. Nah, there was a lot of meetings. Um, there was. It was like the death of Australian cricket at the time Jeez. seriously it was that Crikey. and some pretty ordinary decisions were made around then too James selection yep well poor well, old Fergie well Ferg sitting next to us half a bloody <laughs> minute one inside. test and then you got rid of him oh don't look at me <laughs> yeah, that who was, was that Cracker that was tough well, I think there was four selectors and, and, and Pat Howard who was high performance uh, manager he was yeah, you know, he didn't pick the team, but there was. I was going to say, what's he got to do with from above us as well, without no. making excuses? But anyway, we've we've moved on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move on. <laughs> I'm not sure, Ferg. No. <laughs> they could have played no test. One's better than none, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's the that positive. That's a positive. You would have taken oh. one, JB. Oh, bloody oath, I would have. I always say it to punter, like he played 161. Oh, how greedy is that? He just chomped up all the rest of ours. No one else got a bloody look in June. <laughs> didn't he? That's just greedy. No, mm, uh, that's a not sure that's a fair comparison, but um Well, we didn't need to play hundred and sixty, did he? Could have easily played hundred and twenty and still been the legend he is. Punter. I think he played too many. You're right. Gus Warland, Isabel Westbury and Murph Hughes. And England had Australia three for twelve. Now it's three for sixty five. Labajan and Head just put on their fifty partnership. Labajan is 37, Head is 20, and it's a really good comeback here for the Aussies. Gus Warland, Izzy Westbury and Merv Hughes taking you through the next over. Really interesting approach, and arguably the correct one from Labajan and, and Head is that first of all, you've got a seeming deck, so you think, well, your ball, there's a ball with your name on it. But second of all, for Labashain, he's been out three times to Mark Wood, so he's decided that attack maybe is the best form of defence. Super entertaining. Eith? Just to, just to mark the acceleration of these two, the run rate when these two came to the crease, 3 for 12 off 9.5, run rate of 1.2. This partnership, run rate of 7.4, 35 runs off the last three overs. Thank you, Ethan. They're that the last, Anaconda stats. That last over was all right. There's about 31 runs off that. It was fantastic. And this offense from Australia continues, Izzy. Yeah, I rather think that it started pretty much when I came in, didn't it? Yeah. You've been the golden ticket for Australia. No, no, don't, don't blame yourself, Izzy. You're so happy. I don't. I don't want you to lose that smile. Bob, well, how do we get a few more a few more wickets then? Okay, let's go. I All mean, right. Because if England win this by an innings, do they get the Ashes? They don't. Oh. No, they they lose the Ashes three one. Oh, I thought that you know an away test in a new venue counted for three wins. No, unfortunately okay. not. Is we're living in La La Land. Three for sixty eight. Hasn't it been a little bit of motor from the Australians going on? So Lubbershade's been good. Travis Head, positive. He's been positive throughout the series. Sure has. Anaconda stat from Eith. Is he stint so far? None for 39 or 4.3. <laughs> Get out. Get out. That's why you're the best. Is he? What is That's he? That's actually terrible. Is he? What is he? What do you term a The worst statistician I've ever worked with. It's no. terrible. What name of word? One word. Genius. Come on, is he? Use up, it. Upstanding young man. No, he's a flog. You've got to say it, Izzy. You've got to say it. 
don't use language like that. <laughs> That's actually terrible. Is that half an hour? Half an hour? Zero for 39? Well, it wasn't really because we had the drinks break and so forth too, so you've That's done it late. Not even half an hour. Thanks, yeah, Gus. Yeah, great. 15 minutes. <laughs> you've done a wonderful job. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Greg Blewett and Mark Taylor. Now, Tubby, mm-hmm. we're, you know, this is a take no prisoners commentary box here at Triple I, F. I'll work that out, yes. <laughs> and, and Bluey, he'd be the first oh. to put his hand up and say he was part of the cabal earlier in the day <laughs> that were taking pot shots at you for some of the photos that have been posted. <laughs> Bluey, I'm on your side. I mean, Tubby has got the Vespa. <laughs> and a classic 125. But, Bluey... It's the leathers that oh. are the piece de resistance of the tubby uh, midlife crisis. Hey, did, I, I've taken well, I've taken some advice from Howie and my and my dress sense and what have you, and he said we've got to get it right. So I went out and got a nice pair of leathers. And you notice I've got the matching helmet, so it's a black helmet with the white stripe in it, the, the stripe in the middle, and I've got the, the the jacket with the white stripe on it as well. It looks like Tony Gregg's helmet went in World Series cricket, <laughs> like a black version. It's a huge. I mean, your head's not that big. You've got to get your helmet. They don't make a small little helmet. It's like an astronaut's helmet off the bike, you know. Oh, I tell you what, I was going over the Gladwell Bridge the other day. Right? The Gladwell Bridge is a big bridge in Sydney, out in my house, and I had a bus behind me. Oh, that's that scary. Heading up the hill, I was banging it. I was flat, full revs. Doing about 50k an hour, <laughs> and I got this big double wind big, going through your hair. <laughs> the big bus behind me, I was oh, a bit Broad. nervous. We, we need to know the, the most important thing is tubs is not how ridiculous you look, it's why, <laughs> like why the uh, the scooter. <laughs> well, I've told you, Bluey, on air that it, it's because my son who works with me at Channel 9, right? Channel 9 have now moved to Denison Street in North Sydney. Yeah. Where it's a lovely spot, fantastic building, but North Sydney is very busy and there's nowhere to park. Yeah, Australian so captain, the, Australian captain Bluey, he reckons you can't get. Well, parking. I can get one. What but he a, can't. Oh, he you can't. can't. Here's the next ball again. Allowed to go through, doing a bit after it passes Labuschagne. So if any of the any of the bosses at Channel Nine oh, listening, they, they can they, they can certainly you know, put a park aside. I'm calling BS on you. Can't get your kid a parking spot. Get a, no, that's not right. He, he's just he's an associate producer. He's like anyone else. He's got, he's got to get his way into work, and he's got to find parking. And there's no parking in North Sydney. So we're thinking about investing in a bike. So the bike we've got at the moment is a loan bike. You know, it's a loan from a mate of ours at nine. So we've, you know, we haven't made a decision on the oh, bike yet. But you've bought the leathers. You've committed yeah, the leathers. To the leathers. Oh, yeah. That is the end of the over. We'll pick up <laughs> on Tubbs Midlife Crisis after this. <laughs> so you like the leathers. You're comfortable. You've... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I like it. Jeez, yeah. when, you, when you say it like that, Bluey, that's a bit concerning. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about the I'm, shoes next. I'm working yeah, on the shoes. Yeah, because in this photo, you've got the, you've got the Blunstons on, the brown yes, Blunstons right. with yeah. the full black outfit, which doesn't no, 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 necessarily no, they're, they're, go. No, they're black. Oh, which photo you got there? I wore, I wore jeans the other day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking about the boots next. Now, Tub was... Getting your license a little bit more thorough than what we had to go through in Bermuda in <laughs> 1995, where we all got mopeds, and we had to do a lap around the car park, didn't we? Which uh, <laughs> Mark, War's, Mark War's partner at the time right. did not navigate. Um, that's right. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Just getting back to Bluey's point about the, 
the scooters and what have you. He's right. We went to Bermuda in 95. And you just had to step on the scooter, turn it on. And if you could actually get it moving, you passed your test. And you had the scooter for 10 days to ride around Bermuda. It was absolutely fantastic. It sounds like one of those things on the Gold Coast. There's that, there's that place there near the big uh, bungee thing. And if you want to ride the moped, you've basically just got to start the thing and show your driver's license <laughs> and you're away. Although the good news is that it's a lot harder in, well, certainly in Sydney, I dare say, throughout Australia. So you know, I had to, my son and I had to do a two-day course, um, four and a half hours, I think it was, both days. So you, you know, you, it's all pretty much hands-on on a scooter. Obviously, a little bit of theory in it. You do a two-day course. If you pass a bit of a little test at the end of it, you can handle it. You then got to go and do a, uh, a knowledge test with the with the old RTA. That was the hardest bit. I've never been so nervous for 30 <laughs> years. I haven't done a test for that long. It's not funny. I'm sitting there in the RTA you know, with multiple choice, 45 questions. You only get one wrong in one section. On, but we both passed. So once we did that, we borrowed this scooter from a mate of ours, and we've been hooning around ever since. It's been great fun. So I take that, Bluey, as he's committed to the Vespa, but he's waiting for someone to hear this on the radio and, and, hey, nothing wrong with it, and offer and offer up a little freebie for the former Australian captain. Hey, Dan, just to go back to Bermuda, so, yeah, we just basically had to do a lap around the uh, the car park, and if you did that and braked and, you know, stood motionless for a while, you just go, yeah, well, they've passed. So Mark War's partner, it was her turn, and she panicked, basically. Like, she's gone full throttle, Uh-oh. and her feet are dragging along. Oh, like... Trying to stop it with her feet, but she couldn't release the throttle, and she's gone over the car park, disappeared into these bushes, and gone down into this dry creek bed. So we've all rushed down there to see if she's okay. She's still got her her hand on the foot. The the wheels are spinning, and there's uh, leaves and dirt and mud going everywhere. So we made sure that, firstly, she was okay, and then someone quickly said, does she pass? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Rick, Which she didn't, and, and Junior had to dinky her around for the rest of the yeah. week. I reckon she's the only one who hasn't passed that Bermuda <laughs> test. <laughs> I reckon that's first and only time that someone has not passed the, the Bermuda bike test. Jeez. Can you imagine? There could have been it, not just with uh, Junior's partner, but... This was one of the great tours. It could have been stuffed by someone falling over on a moped. It's been fascinating, this series, Tub, because you know, the engineers here have done an unbelievable job. Sydney, we had people from seven different locations. I can report Howie, uh, uh, I'm going to say a 45-year-old man, is wearing a singlet and his hat backwards like he's Bart Simpson. <laughs> now, Howie was desperate to have a crack at you with the Vespa oh. gear, but, but, but Gilesy has rostered myself on here. So well, I, got I think first everyone's crack lining up, aren't they? That, that's right. Hey. But, but I can't feel sorry for Howie when he's, oh. when he's just dressed like a teenager. Yeah. What's that? Look, look I've got my socks. Well, there's no defending. I got, I got the Mr. Grumpy orange socks. Mr. Howie, Howie didn't like the white socks with the black shoes, so I've now got the orange socks with the Mr. Grumpy man on it. He's not, he hasn't even turned up. You look like Nathan Lane in the birdcage with those socks. <laughs> I think Howie can have a red-hot crack at you there later on. Oh, he, he, can't, he can't have a red-hot crack if you're looking like that. <laughs> Please. The Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Callum Ferguson. 
Fergus, I just need to uh, talk you through a conversation I just had with one of the support staff at the Seven coverage. He said, that Marnus Labuschagne dismissal is the single, single funniest thing I've ever seen. I said, so you obviously didn't see Mark Taylor when he decided to run down to Dipak Patel and then shoulder arms and be stumped oh, by two tub. metres, which is still the funniest dismissal I've ever witnessed. Don't tell me, Tub. No, that's not, that's not the same ballpark as that one. That one there. Hang on. Talk us that? through the mental side of running down to a spinner and then letting the ball go. Oh, well, it spun, it gripped, it turned oh. around, and I was trying to pat it away, you know. <laughs> and what, you never got a good one early? Hey? Shouldered <laughs> arms oh, and was dear, stumped mate. by two metres. <laughs> oh, no, it's a good piece it. of bowling. I was deceived in the flight, mate. You're allowed, you're allowed to get a good ball every now and then. <laughs> I'm going to have to hear the audio on this. Oh, my God. We used to, when back when Tub and I worked together at nine, I used to request that vision as often as possible. <laughs> well, I'm requesting the audio. Oh, my God. We need to hear it. Funniest ever. Four for 93 and oh. Travis Head just picks a length ball off over mid-wicket for a beautiful boundary move to 37. Well, you can't roll them out at 115 k's oh, an hour and man. expect nothing, nothing to happen of... Uh, any dour note. That was just laid up again. The ball before it to Cam Green was about 115 k's an hour, I noticed as well, but that's oh, that is just dreamboat stuff if you're a left-handed batter with, with the oh. name Travis Head. He is just looking for something like that all day, and he did not miss out. Hammered that one over mid-wicket, and that's an imperious stroke. Ollie Robinson's going to have to find something a bit better than that. Well, now that's Ollie another Robin- delivery in the mid one teens. Yeah. Tubby, is he sore? Do you think? Yeah, I was just watching him here. He, he, what he bowled his first seven overs, two for about twenty. I tell you, he hasn't started well here. He, he, he looks very stiff running. And I was looking at Stuart Broad, who chased a ball last ball of last over. He looked a bit stiff and slow also. But at the moment, he's bowling the pace of a sprightly James Brayshaw. That's about <laughs> where he's at. Where he's at? <laughs> Gee, surely I'd 112 come. Four for 97. <laughs> Just watching a replay of a couple of those uh, trundlers there from Big Robbo. Come on. Yeah, he needs to be up on that. Now he's off. Something's got to be wrong. Has to be wrong. Tell you what, I've just had a look at the numbers from the last over. And he bowled every one of those balls between 114 k's an hour and 117. Yep. He's not in good shape. He was feeling for his back as he walked off too. That might be him done for the day, Tub. Oh, I tell you what, it's it's cool here. It's dropped well from about 19 or 20 before the lunch break to about 14 or 15 at the moment. So it's not going to warm up in a hurry either. I can tell you. I tell you what used to happen, Fergus, when you were a part timer, which is yeah, you know, I'd like to say I was better than that, but it wasn't. Just a real part timer. <laughs> I think, when I think you came you're giving on, yourself a rap with that. <laughs> when you came on to bowl to people like M. Taylor, he would dead set crap himself, and, and you would be treated. You would be treated with the utmost respect because you could see the terror written over his face. He was just not getting out to this crap. That's true. Is that I, how I, it I, was? I opened the bowling myself once in a shield game <laughs> and against WA. <laughs> true, true story. Yeah, it was against Western Australia. I don't think you were playing for WA in those days, Brave. But it, well, it was, I'm sure, I think it might have been Mike Valletta 
Yes. And either Tom Moody or Jeff Marsh Jeff were opening Marsh, the batting yes. in the second innings of a game that was going, obviously petering out from a draw. So I brought myself on with the new Kookaburra to see how they'd go. You know, oh, the boys were absolutely pooping themselves. <laughs> oh, it's, they, it I, is. I think I bowled three overs, two maidens, none for one. They did not play a shot yep. because they did no. not want to get out to me. <laughs> no, ever. Ever have that represented <laughs> on your career. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, my best bowling performance in first-class cricket came at this ground break. Oh, yes. Now, oh. I'd probably describe my medium pace as pretty similar to what you just yep. described yours. Yep. But I took the third new ball oh, no. at, <laughs> at Bell no. Reeve, the yep. third new ball, ladies and gentlemen. And Phil Hughes was captaining that game. And a uh, little bit left of centre thinker when he was captaining Philip. And uh, he thought, you know what, Gary Putland's farting him out at the moment. Yep. <laughs> it's time to make a change. So he handed the ball to me. Evan Goldbus was on 230 oh, at that geez. stage of the innings and liking everything coming his way. <laughs> but uh, I took the new ball and I thought I was ready to make it talk. So I said, get me three slips and a gully, thanks. He said, you'll have one, yep. you'll have a gully, and about four out the fence. Oh, no. Third new ball. <laughs> Tom Cooper was at first slip and he, he couldn't get any more of it. He wanted to get into Evan Goldbus. He let him know you wouldn't want to get out to Ferg on 230. Come on, mate. So anyway, the first one went crashing through the cover point boundary. Like, I mean, it nearly went through the fence, Bray, and it wasn't looking good at that stage. So please tell me you got someone out with the third new well, ball. Well, so anyway, we continue, and that ball went crashing through the fence, and Hughesy said, geez, I'm not sure we've got enough blokes out the fence here. Yep. Fergie's rolling them out, and they're coming back at him into the breeze. So anyway, the next ball I thought, I'll just go the outie, just ease that one through, so... Swung that one away, left it outside the offside. Mm-hmm. I could not believe my eyes. I thought, surely he's going to launch into that, but he didn't want a piece of it. So the next ball break, with the experience of uh, having played a fair bit with Jason Gillespie, I just went with the wobble seam next oh, ball. Oh, no. Wide of the crease. <coughs> wobble seam. Not intentionally. You just let it go and it let wobbled. Let it go and yeah. it wobbled. Yep. <laughs> it just angled into that middle and off stump. So Coops has had another crack at him and said, come on, mate, you can't be letting stuff go outside the off stump and then showing this much respect to Ferg. So I've wobbled it back into his middle and off stump and the big fella's just gone with a nice gentle defensive stroke on off stump thinking, I'll just pat this one away and wait for a half tracker. The thing's darted away from him off the wicket, Ooh. grabbed the shoulder of the bat, and Coops has taken a one-handed hanger and given him one of the all-time great sprays oh, off, the, off the ground. It almost followed him off. You're not spraying a bloke who's made 200. Yeah, Coops was into <laughs> him. His Colbert thought he'd, he'd have a go back as well. So that was that was that one. So then two balls later, Ben Hilfenhaus on strike after I've just managed to get him on strike after uh, Evan Golbus has made his way back to the pavilion and I thought I'll get a couple of slips in there Hughes he said I'm not giving you another slip Ferg. there's no way I'm giving you another slip now by now I'm pushing off the sight screen break I am up and about thinking I, uh, I've i got about three or four in me here Yep. after we've taken three wickets in about 160 overs in cricket so Ben Hilfenhaus on strike I set him up with a couple of outies in the next over Big, wide of the crease, in swing it, leg stump rolling along the carpet. I've got my two. Ooh. Two for 36. Bloody That'll do hell. me. Oh, I think he's aligning himself with Terry Alderman here. Um, yes. Jeez, oh, two for 36. Is, that sort of Hacky. skill. Hacky. And two for the crease too, Tub. He must have bowled a few overs, though, to get two for 36, unless they were expensive. Yeah, well, what I left out was the 24 my over previously, Devin Golders <laughs> went <laughs> for, and a couple of balls went flying into the 
into the old scoreboard there at Bell Reef, but I left that bit out, Tubby, deliberately, so there's no need to go there. Thanks. There's a name we haven't heard. Golbus. Not heard his name mentioned for a long, long oh. time. Chatting going on, bowling group. Just watching Stokes out there, Tub. I know how injured he's been, and it's been a bloody gutsy effort from him to put his hand up to play with the intercostal or the grunter muscle. But, geez, the ball follows him in the field. He oh. should be saying to Rudy, mate, find me somewhere where I can become invisible. Well, he's also a very good catcher. Great set of hands. I don't know why he's not in the grippers. I know that's where I'd be. I'd be straight in the golden mm. wing lounge if it was oh, me. yeah. Especially with that injury. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Tubby, you were very rarely not in the Golden Wing oh Lounge. Oh, my God. You were in that armchair. Yeah. Life in there. Just made a nice little indentation in the couch there. Well, you did not hate it when, when we used to go for a few runs, though, and you had to start thinking about having no slips. I thought, where am I going to feel? Oh, well. <laughs> when you were playing those Mercantile Mutual games back in the 90s, <laughs> you, if you got to about 30 or 40th over, you're looking around going, where is he? Because there's one there. I, I tell you what, I do remember a one-day game. Um, but Alan Border was captain, and he put me out on the boundary, deep point at the SCG, and the pitch was on the eastern side oh, of the no. ground, mm, and no. I was feeling in front of the members. And you know, in those days, you have spinners, I think Warney was bowling, and they just cut the ball all the time to deep point. I had to throw four or five balls and over in from that boundary. Oh, I thought my arm was going to fall off. Yeah, I, yeah, I, AB I, would have taken well to that. Oh, I used to run, just come running in, or you get running to your right, left, then you had to throw it in as quick as you could. And by the, I couldn't feel my arm by about the 35th over. I was saying, Skip, Skip, you've got to, you've got to find me a spot in the ring. <laughs> oh, it's got to be a slip in, surely. <laughs> That's where I started to work out how I could get rid of him. It took me a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what that man has, and he's a great friend of all of ours, Tub. I'm talking about Alan Porter. Yeah. Is 100% selective amnesia. <laughs> the world's the world's angriest cricketer, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Forever, and yet when you bring it up with him now, he goes, oh, "It's bullshit, you blokes. You, you just <laughs> make right. stuff up. None of that ever happened." No, that's true. He? That's d- dead true. Hmm. Well, they've been absolutely ripping into our whole New South Wales pace attack one year, including <laughs> McGrath the lot. Yeah, he was into Glenn McGrath because McGrath, you know, the boy from Narromine, sort of turned up at the start of his career. And he, the whites he had were the, you know, the ones he used to wear at Narromine, not the nice yep. fancy creams. And, and they were about, <laughs> oh, probably two inches too short. You know, you could see socks and all sorts of stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and AB was getting grumpy one day at the game. He just sort of turned and said, what, are you expecting a bloody flood or something? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, good. And now would completely deny that that ever oh, yeah. Got some sawdust from Mark Wood, who, by the way, from his 6.4 overs, has taken none for 49. He's getting a walloping here. That's called tap. Yep. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that a bit is. of Johnny tap. That's that what is. that is. We like the look of what you're Ooh, dishing up. Yeah. Round the wicket now. So explain that, by the way. You get a whole lot of sawdust tub put on your landing area, and then you decide to go around the wicket. <laughs> Nothing bit, nothing he, explains fast bowlers' heads more than that. Well, he's following the uh, Manus Lavasane, uh, I think, way of playing the game after with some sort of footwork. That's the only way he's going to reach the yep. the area he's put his footmarks down, all that sawdust down, should I say. Yep. Maybe Izzy and Heads can ask Merv what goes on in the brain of a fast bowler. No, none of us have ever been able to work it out. No, still working on it. Dead set, straight up Nimrods. <laughs> the is mild Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Isabel Westbury, Brad Haddon and Murph Hughes. I tell you what, Murph, I've just seen a couple of replays again 
of Marnus's dismissal. <laughs> I know you're very good at explaining things. Can you explain what happened there? I'm just <laughs> his helmet fall into the, Two words. the green deck here at Bell <laughs> Two words I've got, Hads. Yeah. Rain fade. It was it was quite comical. There's no doubt about that. It just looked like he wanted to step across. He took that initial step. His front foot went from under him, and he slipped and he didn't recover. And he got bowled middle stump behind his legs. Um, and while if you're on the bowling side, that is quite humorous. If if you're Marnus Lavishay, you won't see the funny side of it. It just looks to me like a calf being born on ice. That's the only way I can explain it. Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Callum Ferguson. Fergan Tubb, been watching Cameron Green and it's just struck me when I watch Shield cricket, this is how I see Cameron Green bat. He walks out with his chest out. He looks like he owns the ground. He looks completely confident. He gets that big cover drive going. We haven't seen it in Test cricket, but by gee, if this is the way he can play in Test cricket, this man is going to score a lot of runs. Yeah, I, I agree. He's looked better today, Howie. He, he hasn't looked as hard at the ball when he's defending. I don't mind him going hard at the ball when he's looking to hit a four. That's that's obvious. But when he's defending, or he has been, he's been pushing hard at the ball. In this in this innings today, right from the word go, he the ones that you know, he, he, all he wants to do is keep out and defend. He's played with much softer hands. A couple of them have run off thick edges down to third man has even got runs from them but in the first couple of tests he was pushing hard edges were, were, were carrying the third slip and the gully and he's finding his way out he's looked far more composed today with those softer hands and when he gets a loose ball as I say he's, he's a gorgeous driver he's got that lovely big stride and a good time with the ball so yeah he, he looks he looks every bit of test player doesn't he he is good on the drive but Tub. He's not as good on the drive as you on that scooter, mate. Oh, how good, eh? <laughs> how good? You liked it? Have you liked I loved it or it. what, eh? I loved it. It was. I saw it and I thought, is that Mick doing? Is that Valentino Rossi? Is it Mark Marquez? No, it's Tubby Taylor. Looked oh, yeah. fantastic in the leathers. You could have thrown Casey Stoner in there as well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're an imposing figure on that thing, Tub. Oh, I was telling Dan Ganesh. Menacing. Over the Gladesville Bridge doing 50k an hour, holding a bus off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tub, you know, blokes have a midlife crisis. They, they get a Ferrari or a buy a boat. You've got a 35cc scooter. <laughs> a 125 Classic, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not mine, though. It's a borrowed scooter at the moment. Was it just for sliding down to the beach or the milk bar, Tub, or what's the, what's the operation? No, it's, it's for going to, it's for my son mainly to go to work. That's the idea of it at North Sydney. But, you know, I, I ripped it over to Balmain the other day. A mate of mine was doing a survey over there and I took over a present for his son, just put it in the little pot at the back and around it did like an, an Uber drop off, you know, like an Uber Eats thing. And, and don't worry, he came out laughing when he saw me at the, I was, I was at the <laughs> gates hitting my horn. He had to open the gates, he had them all locked up at Balmain, the main street. He, he just couldn't stop laughing when he came to the gate, I can tell you. <laughs> so I'm keen to know, what does that thing crank up to, you know, 50 k's an hour? How quickly does it get to 50 k's an hour? Ooh, it's got a bit takes, under the bit yeah, under probably, the seat there. Probably naught for 50 in about eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you honked your horn to get attention. What, what noise does the horn make? <laughs> it's not an overly sort of manly horn, you know. It's, right. it's not that. It's not that deep pitch. It's more that high pitch. Howie, as you can probably understand, yeah. You don't it hasn't want to got a funky often. tune or anything like that going, does it? <laughs> no, no, none of that sort of stuff. You know, I'll take mm. it seriously.
James Brayshaw, James Brayshaw, Mark Waugh and Lord Ian Botham. Sir Ian Botham also in position and uh, I, I was watching Beef June just down the monitor from the last commentary position I was in and he had the very satisfied look of a man who's either been on the golf course or at a restaurant or both. <laughs> just, you know, when you just see a man comfortable with the day he's had prior to work. So, uh, Beef, you can now come clean with what you actually did yesterday, please. <coughs> what do you mean? What well, what did you yesterday? do? Um, <laughs> play golf. <laughs> uh, yes. Start golf the day before that and the day before that. Right. Um, seafood? Uh, not too much seafood, quite a bit of toll puddle. <laughs> What's that? Chardonnay. <laughs> it's from the Coal River. Just uh, had that look about you to me. Mate, it was a good day. It was a very good day. Golf was great. Have you, you, have you played at Barnboogle the, what they call the run? The new one? No, I have not. Yeah, mate, that is sensational. Good. Two par, two par fours and the rest of par threes. And they, uh, and the, uh, the condition and the, the it's just spectacular and ben crenshaw came over and did all the designs oh, very good yeah very good well worth having a crack at well it is a superb place you've been to barn boogle june i haven't no i've got it on the to-do list so yeah got to get there at some stage you must superb how good's that uh, drinking wine and playing golf that's a good <laughs> combination i thought you'd like that june this day's got away from you a bit beef your mob three for twelve it was no, looking mate, good. Not, I've just uh, got Vortex. They're going to pick me up for day four and five down to Barnboogle. <laughs> well, should I say up to Barnboogle? <laughs> up to Barnboogle, yeah. No, it's um, a great start. But the problem is, again, you know, every session you need to start with your best two bowlers. We didn't. Um, we had a great start. And then Robinson's pulled up. Very frustrating stitch. Well, Ollie Robinson, June, that first over after the mm. break, the, the 112 Ks. I, actually, like I went on That's... record and saying it's about Bluey's pace. <laughs> no, no, Bluey was a bit quicker than that. Bluey had quicker a bit of on him too, don't worry. <laughs> he, he said he that as well. a bit snarl about him, Bluey. <laughs> you used to bowl pace, those tweakers. your career. <laughs> you what, mate? About your pace at the end of your career? Oh, no, it wasn't that quick. <laughs> You can jag a wicket with those little outswingers. Oh, mate, just all I had to look, run up to border and bowl. That's all I had to do. Have you seen Booney's statue beef at Bunston Arena? <laughs> no. Have you, have you, go and have a look at it. There's never yeah. been a statue look less like the person that it's really? trying to look like. Whereabouts is it? Yeah, at the back of the stand, one of the stands. And he's skinny and doesn't oh. look anything like him. It's a lie. Well, that's good directions, JB. At, at the back of one of the stands, so Beef yeah, will be yeah. walking around. There's only two stands. <laughs> It'll be a bit more accurate. There's only two stands: a Ricky Ponting There's stand not, or a David Boone more stand. Than that. So that's all you got there. No, that's not Babs. <laughs> that's definitely not. No, Babs. I'm, I'm telling you, I've just been shown a photograph. It's not. It's the worst <laughs> statue I've ever seen. What's, he what's looks wrong quite with muscular? It? What's wrong with it? <laughs> what's the the differences, JB? Well, about thirty-five kilos. And also about six inches. Yeah, he's got a bit more height, has he? <laughs> more height and less guts. No, no keg. No keg. Sat on it. Yep. No. Doesn't even remotely look like him. Moustache? Got a good moustache, does it? No. It doesn't. Well, it's, it looks about as much like him as the one of Darren Lehman at the Adelaide Oval looks like. Fat boy. 
Like, I know you've got to try and help someone out with a statue. You don't want to emphasise, you know, parts of the well, body that weren't sort of It's not a statue of them now. It's when they were actually playing, so they're going well, to be 10 k's lighter. What, sure. you reckon Buff was ever that size? Well, I haven't seen Buffs. No. Same. It's got to remotely look like when they played. Like, DK's won beef at the MCG. I mean, that's proper, isn't it? That's exactly how he looked when he played. Well, to be honest with you, if it wasn't, he'd have had it pulled down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the tractor out and the bulldozer. <laughs> Just see him towing it down. <laughs> Batman Avenue. Yep. No, that is true. You got one beefy? You got a statue somewhere? Uh, no, I didn't go statue. Just stands. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what I have got, Junior. If you go to the uh, the big art gallery in London, some guy was commissioned to do me. Oh. And I tell you what, I swear to you now, it looks absolutely nothing like me. <laughs> That's probably worth about straw. 50, it, it's, it's awful. It's like my daughter pounds. walked in. My youngest daughter she walked in with a with Kath, and they, oh, this is your, your this is your dad. To which she turned around and said, that's not my dad. She's about four. <laughs> and that was the end of that. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.